Wit Pynchon gave passing thought to going to bed. He shrugged off the idea. Sleep wasted time. Instead, he visited a desk in his living room, opened the center drawer, and withdrew a thick, hand-worn manila folder. It contained his dreams. He settled into his favorite chair, lit a menthol cigarette, and pulled a handful of the colorful pamphlets from the folder. Each one of them advertised a condo or resort community along South Carolina's Grand Strand. No matter the design, each of the resorts boasted a typically tropical name, Pirate's Cove or the Reef or whatever. He shuffled through them with little interest. Wit wasn't certain why he kept them, not because the plastic buildings interested him. He did enjoy the photos, filled with green palms and sand and blue ocean vistas. They offered a touch of the Carolina low country that he loved, and to which he would retire very, very soon. Wit wanted a small house on the landward side of an inlet. The beach houses, even the huge condos, were careless offerings to the first strong hurricane that decided to make landfall along the strand. It wouldn't take much of a storm surge to undercut most of them. Wit had been vacationing there when Diana danced by a few miles offshore. A 135-mile-per-hour whirling dervish, she'd made a believer of him. The September storm had eventually beached itself near Wilmington, North Carolina. Wit, anxious to experience something new, had raced her north, fighting the torrential feeder bands of rain that she had whipped over the Carolina coastal plains. He'd rented a motel room just beyond the evacuation area. Big, tough Wit Pynchon, investigator for the office of the Raven County Prosecuting Attorney, had suffered twelve dark hours in a howling nightmare. The storm's eye, knocked askew by ten miles of land that separated Wit from the coast, passed right over that little motel. The walls of his room had vibrated under Diana's assault. Wind squeezed water through the tiniest fissures around the door and windows. The lights had flickered, dimmed, then died, leaving Wit a cigarette lighter and the frequent flashes of lightning by which to see. Weakened or not, never again. The banks of an inlet were plenty close enough to satisfy his love of the ocean, and not so close as to be threatened by it. The cop ached to retire, to bid goodbye to West Virginia. The weather in the mountain state was atrocious. If it wasn't raining, it was about to. He despised it. Maybe its residents didn't have to worry about climatological disasters, but for wit, the constant mediocrity was much worse. He leaned his head back in his easy chair and lit another cigarette. So what if he was just past forty? People hiked their eyebrows in shock when he told them he planned to turn in his badge and gun at forty-two. A year and six months away. In a year and seven months, Whitley Francis Pynchon would be a bona fide resident of Georgetown County, South Carolina. The phone rang. Its shrill warbling jolted wit, sending an emotional shock coursing through his body. Christ, how he hated phones. He glared at it for two, three rings, hoping it would stop. When it didn't, he answered it. It's after one, he said as the handset reached his mouth. You'd better have something damned important to say. A moment of stunned silence on the other end. Then, 
I was going to apologize for calling so late, but the hell with it. The tart voice belonged to Wit's boss, Prosecutor Tony Danton. That's a shitty way to answer a phone, Wit. It's a shitty time to call. Besides, it's my phone. I'll answer it any way I like. Why in the hell do I feel like I work for you instead of vice versa? Wit smiled, but maintained an irascible tone to his voice. If you worked for me, you damn sure wouldn't be calling me at this hour. Tony Danton's voice turned serious. We got a mess, Wit. Who got arrested for drunk driving? The judge again? Tony's silence conveyed his disapproval. Serious up, Wit, and knock off the drunken judge jokes. We have a murder. A domestic squabble, I guess. Most of Raven County's violence resulted from love turned sour.